I want to ask, <clears throat> is this over with yet? Are we going to see more uh, high rates of inflation month after month? And yes, this is going to go on for a few more months. Well, the inflation numbers for May came out today, and I've just got to say that it's going to cause you great dismay when you find out what you're going to have to pay. But the really big question is, is it here to stay? So, uh, sorry for the stupid uh, rhyme. But um, take a look at these numbers here, 8.6%, and that is the highest since the end of 1981. Uh, now, this is a, the blue line is year over year, and the green lines are month after month. So you had 12 of these up and you, you get the blue line. Uh, but, you know, we've, we've seen some raging inflation here. Let's take a longer term look at this. Uh, we're at 8.58%, so basically 8.6%. But when we go back further, this uh, goes back to 1970. The other one went back to 1980. And what we see here is the steepness of this rise really echoes the steepness of the rise in the 70s when we just had raging inflation. And if you didn't li live through the 70s, if you didn't own a business or something like that, um, if you weren't a business or a consumer, <laughs> basically, if you weren't in the economy, <clears throat> then you didn't notice how bad inflation made it. You just did not know what tomorrow would bring. The, the prices of everything, gas lines, uh, price controls, food shortages, uh, a whole bunch of things developed in the 70s. I've made lots and lots of videos on these. You've got to watch Hidden Secrets of Money. Um, <clears throat> and what you see here is that inflation went up and up and up until the inflation actually helped to trigger a recession. And uh, once it triggered that recession, the recession ended when the inflation ended. Inflation went inflation month over month, the increase in inflation. This is year over year prices. So <clears throat> it wasn't increasing at as great a rate. But even though this is going down, this is not deflation. Uh, this is disinflation, less inflation each month than the last month. And then inflation started rising again each month until it triggered a recession. And then when the recession ended, inflation went down. Here, it's a question, did the inflation cause the recession or did the recession cause the inflation? This is the famous double dip recession. And this one was caused by Paul Volcker raising rates to get inflation under control. <clears throat> and then uh, the rate of inflation increases fell, and it continued falling until just after the big uh, COVID crash, the pandemic plunge. Um, and now uh, all of that currency that they created and handed out to everybody while they shut down the economy uh, is now coming back to haunt them as raging retail prices. This looks like no, in, no inflation, but we know that that's not true. What happened during this period of time when they were sort of on, on target with their inflation, at about 2% inflation, a little bit lower, they were having trouble reaching that 2% mark that they think is optimum inflation. There is no such thing as optimum inflation. Uh, while they were doing that, they inflated, that was under quanti regular quantitative easing where they pumped currency directly into the markets. 
and uh, what happened was you saw, and then also keeping, uh, inflate, keeping interest rates too low. Interest rates too low caused the uh, real estate bubbles of 2006, 7, and 8, and the real estate bubble that we are currently in, which is actually much bigger than the last real estate bubble. And it also inflated the stock market uh, tremendously. And so we've gone into stock market bubbles. So the Fed, their job is create a bubble, pop a bubble, create a bubble, pop a bubble. Uh, let's move on to the next chart because I want to ask, <clears throat> is this over with yet? Are we going to see more uh, high rates of inflation month after month? And yes, this is going to go on for a few more months. I want to point out that you know, you've got all items on the top and then you've got some major subheadings here. Food, energy, and all items less food and energy. So everything else but food and energy. And when you look at this, you know, food, yeah, that's bad. But when you get down to energy, uh, you're talking about um, uh, energy commodities, 3.9%. This now is change from the preceding month. And then this last column is unadjusted 12 months ended May 2022. So this is year over year. This column is month over month. So we're talking about 4% uh, energy price increases, 4.5% uh, uh, energy commodities, 4.1% gasoline, 16.9% fuel oil, 3% uh, electricity. Now, the problem with that is I'm going to shift to another chart here. Uh, I'm not really that interested in these prices down here. I want to show you what's called a heat map. And so you have very low rates of inflation in these uh, light tan colors and light orange colors. And the darker orange that it gets, uh, the higher the rate. And red is very high rates of inflation. And so you have all of these different sectors of the, the economy here. <clears throat> but on top, we've got fuel oil and other fuels, motor fuel, utility piped gas service, so natural gas uh, piped to your home. Uh, meats, poultry, eggs, and uh, meats, poultry, fish, and eggs uh, is one food price that is a uh, sector of food prices that are going through the roof here. Transportation and commodities, less motor fuel. So all of these are connected to motor, to fuel prices with the exception of uh, the meats, poultry, fish, and eggs. And you look at some of these month-over-month uh, -month changes uh, and, uh, you know, the, the annualized. And what you see is just amazingly uh, high inflation prices. Electricity is right here. Now, the, the problem with this is these can't stay just here. Everything down in this area here, all of these things use fuel and energy electricity and so on and you know it might be five percent of a product but it might be 30 percent of the product uh, some of these use quite a bit of uh, energy to get uh, out of the ground and to you and so uh, as this works its way down into these we're going to see some of these at very high rates of inflation in the near future so uh, you know, one of the things that they omit in uh, the uh, 
CPI, core CPI, which is one of the things that they usually report, uh, <coughs> omits food and energy, the two things that are soaring, and then it takes uh, uh, your cost of your home. Uh, if you're renting, they include it. But notice this says shelter and rent inflation. Well, shelter inflation, instead of uh, the price inflation of homes, uh, the CPI uses the equivalent rent that the owner would be paying <laughs> for his house. So they eliminate houses out of this. So <clears throat> one of their core measurements of inflation is stripping out anything that you need to survive. Food, energy, and shelter. <laughs> I find it just comical. Uh, and what you see here is, you know, we're approaching 6% on uh, shelter. And then if we go down to uh, consumer price inflation, this is from John Williams of Shadow Government Statistics or shadowstats.com. But this is the 1990 method that the Bureau of Labor St Statistics used to use to calculate inflation. And using the 1990 method before they, you know, they've been fiddling with it since the beginning of the 80s. Uh, but uh, they fiddled a little, and this is the 1990 method. So here we have the 8.6% uh, official statistics. Uh, and then here we're up at about 12%. You know, each one of these steps, uh, 4 to 6, 6 to 8, it's 2% difference. 8 to 10, 10 to 12. 12% inflation using the 1990 method of the Bureau of, of Labor Statistics, which is the official body that calculates inflation. But let's go back to the 1980 method. And here we have the 1980 method, and it's showing about 16.5%, maybe 17%, 16.5% uh, inflation using the government's own method before 1980 and before. So. Is inflation here to stay? The, the cure for high prices is high prices. As, high, as prices continue to soar, the Fed has to try and get uh, inflation under control, and they've been trying to do that by raising rates. And so they're going to raise rates and not expand the currency supply any longer. They kept rates too low for too long, and they expanded the currency supply way, way, way too much, pushing everything into these giant bubbles, and they're now focused on consumer price inflation. They're not as much focused on the stock markets and the real estate market. They're going to pop these massive bubbles that they created, but part of what's going to pop them is right now the supply chain disruptions are being solved and inventories are increasing. The, this is the annual change in inventories on the balance sheets of Walmart and Target. Home Depot also has a lot of inventory at this point. And you're seeing, I, I wish this chart went back further. I would like to see what happened in 2009 after the uh, 2008 global financial crisis uh, because they probably uh, uh, stopped buying and, and then uh, started overbuying. And in 2009, uh, there may have been a bump there. I don't know. But uh, when the Fed pops these bubbles and uh, people stop the frenzy of buying that they're trying to do right now, uh, they're also, their buying is slowing down and inventories are uh, picking up. But 
as this bubble bursts because of the inflation, the, two, the cure for pri high prices is, is high prices, uh, then people retrench in a, uh, in a recession and velocity, the, the amount of times that a dollar is involved in a transaction each year, the velocity slows and that causes prices to fall. So eventually, when this uh, next recession gets going, I'm expecting this roller coaster. We've got retail price inflation. We're going to have some retail price deflation as they have to cut prices to liquidate all of this excess inventory. Now, we've made so many videos on this. I want you to watch this little two-minute video that's coming up with Jim Rickards. It describes this uh, problem of the Fed trying to, you know, uh, 12 men in a room meeting eight times a year, the, the Federal Open Market Committee uh, trying to steer the economy and solve all of these problems. It's totally absurd. The free market can do a much better job than the Federal Reserve can do. I want to thank you for watching. We'll see you next time.